Hello, hello, another episode of In The Good Company podcast. Anya here. What a great company today. My guest is Jessica Jill. She is a podcast and media director at To Be Magnetic. As you know, I'm going to link below. I already had several team members from To Be Magnetic on. We talked about healing, a process of manifestation, to be magnetic process, coaching, etc. But with Jessica, we um, do a deep, deep dive into what does it mean to manifest. And we really, I feel like the woo-woo whole manifestation thing. And and I hope you'll enjoy this one. Uh, Jessica is my huge expander when it comes to podcast hosting. I love how she hosts, co-hosts her podcast uh, uh, and Lacey Phillips podcast uh, expanded. And I'm so excited to bring her on here and talk manifestation. Enjoy. <laughs> Welcome, Jessica, uh, director of podcast and media at To Be Magnetic. Thank you. I'm so so excited to have you here uh, for so many reasons. Uh, obviously, I'm a huge fan of uh, a po- podcast that you co-host with Lacey Phillips Expanded, which I'm obviously going to link here. I'm a huge fan of To Be Magnetic. And actually, I'm a huge fan of yours. I love how you host the podcast, how you run it, how you um, just make your guests welcome, how present you are, how on point are your questions, and you always dig in and add something. I'm really a fan how how you do it, you know, on your craft of podcasting. Oh, you're going to get me teary-eyed already. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate that. That means a lot because that's something that I've worked hard at trying to get better and better and better at. And I think one of the hardest things with podcasting is like feeling comfortable because your energy sets the tone for everything. And so it like in the beginning of the podcasting for expanded, you know, I had my own podcast and it was me and friends. So it was super comfortable and I didn't care and it was all great. Um, But when I had this you know, external pressure on my head that I was, you know, making up like, okay, I have this audience and they want to hear me talk about this stuff. And this is how I should say it. Uh, I was crafting all these narratives in my head. And so then when you show up to record, you're like, okay, what are all the things they want me to say? You know, not, no pressure from TBM, but more so like wanting to um, get the community to be excited and, and bring them value. So that means a lot because I've definitely worked hard and trying to be better and better and better at that. Oh my God, I cannot totally not see and feel that you work hard on it. It just feels so effort or effortless. And I'm always, when I'm recording my podcast, I'm like, I just need to be more like Jessica, just like, just relax and chill and just let the conversation flow. Yes, <laughs> yes. Getting you know, really- expand there. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. I'm honored. Um, so I, um, you know, as you guys start your podcast with um, talking about astrology, um, uh, I, to warm up, um, ask my, all my guests, just a simple, very, very simple and warming up question, which is, um, childhood experience, childhood experience. <laughs> and I, I guess it's totally tied up to yeah. your work and TBM and so on. But I find it that, you know, you learn so much about somebody by the simple question. And it's also kind of the moment of reflection for all of us. So, um, yeah, any childhood experience for you that it was very formative and that really maybe, you know, shaped you 
obviously into who you are now, but maybe even directed what you are doing now. And we know as we do DBM work that there's plenty out there, but anything pop up for you today? You know, I would like to, to, um, to mention, you know, kind of like a happy memory, because I think that's nice to start off with first thing in the morning. But what keeps pinging in my mind is my parents' divorce, which was not a happy memory, but very formidable. Really, uh, I learned a lot from it. <clears throat> it caused a lot of blocks, but I also learned a lot about myself, my you know, resilience, all of that. And they got divorced when I was 11. It was a surprise. Um, there was an affair. There was a lot of secrets. You know, it was a whole big thing. My mom, this is the first boyfriend she'd ever had, who was her husband. So it was like a big shock. Um, <clears throat> and it really rocked our family for a long time. And we're finally at a place where all of us are, you know, have our own connections. And I got a like a two hour conversation with my dad yesterday. And so it's really taught me a lot. And if I think back of like, you know, there was before divorce and then there was after divorce, like mm -hmm. it's almost like a very quick growing up period um, and realizing a lot of life lessons at once in what happened there and what to do and what not to do in those situations. Um, even thinking of being a parent myself one day, how to handle those things. So yeah, it was obviously a sad event, but I learned so much from it and it really helped shape me and guide uh, my pain points, which help guide how I want to help other people too. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. It's so interesting that you're bringing it out because I sometimes think a lot about, you know, like now we are living in times that we are rethinking and reconstructions, a lot of social uh, norms and social structures and I think you know we had uh, somebody uh, went through divorce recently in a circle and I just thought how much pressure there is uh, societal pressure obviously it's based on on like old rules and and beliefs of uh, love forever and ever and whatnot and like how much more pressure we adding to this uh, traumatic moment for you know, people who are actually going through it, you know, like I, I'm just um, finding it. And then sometimes, and then on the other hand, it's like, isn't it better when people just split up and go their separate way? They had built something, had a great moment, had beautiful, beautiful children together. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of their story and they need to move on. Right. And, and I feel like there's just so much add on. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah. And, and just to add on to what you're saying too, I think it's really some of the bravest work to look at a marriage and especially a marriage with kids and say this is not working and we need to separate it it's so brave to do that because it's so scary to go out there and then now you know are you going to date now and what's the dynamic going to be like and how do you raise the kids and all of that it is so um strong understanding and honoring your needs as a parent or a spouse or whatever that may be so for anyone out there going through it, you know, lots of props to you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again for sharing this. Yeah. But I also invite you, as you know, as we talked before, I had, I want to have all to be magnetic team here because I truly believe that um, the most important work we have to do now is to really heal ourselves. And there's so much power in individual healing. 
that we are discovering now. And I think there's, again, no more important uh, job we have, um, each of us. So I want to invite uh, you here to talk about um, specific thing in a, in a TBM area. And again, we yeah. talk with all the coaches about coaching, about, and I'll link all the episodes here about the process of uh, TBM process and all the specific language and uh, DIs and whatnot. But I really wanted to talk to you about manifestation and it's because I also find in your podcast that you have this amazing ability Lacey is very clear about her teachings and how she talks about it but you add this additional element of like even bringing it more in with examples with with making it even more human not that it need to be it's, it's very clear but like it's your perspective is just so so like even more clear um, so I want to talk to you about manifestation because I feel like there's a lot of like woo still out there and, and, and people are like, even talking to my friends, you know, I come from Poland. They're like, what is this? Like, is this some kind of like a cold situation? <laughs> like, is this like a, some kind of weird help, uh, self-help and, uh, yeah. And I want to talk about what is manifestation? How do you define it? Um, and yes, and, and let's debunk it. Sorry, I was trying yes. to here because I pulled before we started we started conversation, I pulled actually um, a definition of manifestation and one is so beautiful and stick to me. So if you don't mind before you share your yeah. take on it, I'll share it. So manifestation is a symptom or sign of an alignment. Mm. Oh, I love that. And I, there are a couple others that are more <laughs> robust and, and uh, but, but I think this one is so important and so beautiful. So what is manifestation, Jessica? So Lacey has an incredible um, process of manifestation. You know, a lot of times when we hear manifestation, we hear get into the vibration, get into the vortex, attract things to you, law of attraction. It's very woo woo. It's very esoteric sort of you're communicating with the vibes and all of yeah. these things. I'm Capricorn. I'm very practical logistics. Like I really want order and examples and tangible pieces to it. So when I was first introduced to the to be magnetic work and hearing that it had a psychology and neuroscience backing, I was like, what, how, okay. Like, tell me more. Let me learn more. I have to know more about this. And what really sets apart to be magnetics process of manifestation than anything else is it's not about a match that you're connecting with vibrationally. It's really rooted in neuroscience and psychology. So when we are children from zero to seven and it even extends to 14 to 26, when our brains are fully developed, we're on record. We're processing the entire world. We're essentially creating the blueprint. You know, you have a blueprint before you build a house. You're creating the blueprint of what you're going to build in your mind and how your brain's going to function in order to best serve you and keep you alive and keep you, you know, in, in a survival state. So when we're doing all of that, that also loops, you know, low self-worth patterns of behavior in order to be loved, maybe some high self-worth patterns of behavior that we recognize we're okay to be loved in. And it sets this stage of where self-worth lies. If we don't go back and examine, are all of those things the most effective paths 
of looping or all those most effective thoughts. Um, we can be stuck in low self-worth patterns or high self-worth patterns. And so what manifestation really is, is understanding that when we manifest or, or bring something into our lives and connect with something into our lives, I, you could even break it down as further as connecting with a goal. If you have a yeah. goal or intention that you want to set, that's manifesting something. So if you want to connect with that thing, you subconsciously have to believe that you are worthy and capable of getting it. If you don't, you're going to subconsciously self-sabotage or put yourself in a situation that is going to keep you in a low self-worth loop. So if we can look at this blueprint and start to do journaling work, deep imagining work, which is going into the hypnotic state, relaxing our body and start to reprogram these loops. Now we can raise our self-worth and bring in anything that we want to achieve, whatever our goals are. And these could be you know, tangible physical items, like I want a new car or whatever it is, or what I personally like it more for is a state of mind, less anger, more joy, more ease, better, you know, relationships, better communication with family, all of the internal work that is really what makes you the happiest at the end of the day, because you can have all the new cars in the world and it still might not make you happy. Um, and it's also about getting really clear. I think to be magnetic's version of manifestation is so many times in manifestation, it's like, get, you know, manifest your Malibu mansion and all of these nice things. And there's never a check-in point of, does this feel authentic to me? Am I getting this Malibu mansion because I want to show all the kids at school how cool I am now. And then they'll like me because I have this mansion or is it because my soul craves the salty wet coast of Malibu and you know that's where I feel my happiest and I think if we get really clear on what our intentions are and what actually lights us up instead of other people we're so much more likely to connect with what we're desiring it'll come through with ease um, when we really get clear on that mm -hmm. oh my god so good so many things here popping up for me uh, I love what you said about this alignment, you know, this, uh, because uh, like you said, I think it, uh, you put it so nicely and clear, having a goal, having a wand, right? And then if we are blocked somewhere in childhood beliefs or childhood traumas or uh, other things that happen to us, we will never be able to obtain that goal, right? So like manifestation through to, to bear magnetic or manifestation, manifestation of goal will be to be align right that, that nothing is blocking it like literally yeah I love that and I also love the intention because I feel like I don't know what you think but a lot of like manifestation even initially in the process when I started working with you guys I um obviously like everybody we want things you know like I want and you know and I manifested so many things but again if the intention is not like truly yours like mm -hmm. it, it's not what society tells you you should have you know like mm -hmm. the great example for me was like I, I I wanted this job for a minute and I added to my list I was like and I wanted it to be like like a big American brand and that was ego that was I didn't want it but that was somewhere in me that I, I just don't want to work for whatever brand out there and I got it and it was 
it wasn't for me. It was horrible and it was draining and it was, you know, it was nothing what I needed, wanted or what is truly me. Yeah. So, so it's interesting that sometimes we can bring stuff that are, you know, we think are good for us. I would want, but they are not truly, truly aligned, right? Like truly intention is not pure. Yeah, totally. And I think too, you know, Lacey always says this, but um, go out and get the job at the big company, because once you're there, that's when you're going to realize if this is aligned or not. You know, if you're no longer wanting for this thing to be like, okay, I did that wasn't actually the right move for me. And now you learned a beautiful lesson and you can move on to something that feels even better. So I also don't want to like, you know, scare anyone to be like, oh, am I, is this ego? Is that ego? You know, just move forward, start taking action, start unpacking all the limiting beliefs you have in your mind. Um, and then see what you come out with on the other side. We like to start the to be magnetic process. Like the first, one of the first days in our how to manifest workshop is your authentic code where you're getting really clear on what are the things that light me up the most and how do I deduce them down to like four terms because if you can get that clear before you write your list before you write your dream partner you will be in way better shape um, than if you don't take inventory of all of that yeah and this is such a great step like if i for example did that before i got this job i knew that one of my uh, most important thing which is freedom and contribution wouldn't be met so i knew yeah. i would knew if i filter it with through you know few things that are very important for my soul and myself uh, through a few value, values i would knew that for example that job wouldn't be good for for me yeah that's so interesting so what is the biggest thing you have manifested <laughs> Oh boy. Um, I would say my relationship for sure. I would also say, um, recovering for lack of a better word from trust issues. Um, that was such a weight that I carried around for so long. You could probably was it, deduce. Was it connected to the, your parents' divorce? Did you go that yeah. Yes, exactly. So you can probably deduce from the story of the divorce that was such a pivotal part and trust and um, believing that a partner was going to continue to show up for you was such a pain point to me. It hit in every single relationship I had from high school, college, after college, etc. Um, and finally, when I met my partner that I have now, everything on my list that I wanted. Um, you know, six months in, we're in honeymoon stage, everything is great. And then once the I love you's dropped, it was like, <gasps> trust issues. And they like <laughs> came back with a vengeance. So it took a lot of work. Um, but I never thought I would not feel fearful in a relationship or scared of the other partner, you know, going off and doing their own thing. And I can say with 100% confidence, I don't have those feelings at all anymore. And I really attribute it to this work um, because it is changing your brain. What was happening in, in my brain for trust issues was if there is a perceived threat, whether that's a partner having a really close girlfriend or um, a partner going on a trip, it meant, okay, you're not safe. You're going to lose your partner, get mad and, and don't let them do that. That's going to be horrible. Well, 
what actually is happening is now you're implementing control on another person and we ultimately can't control anyone. So if we implement control, that's going to push that person further away. So my brain was trying to protect me, but in protecting me, it was actually giving me the thing that I didn't want, which was distance in a relationship. So every time that fear would pop up, I would go in, do a DI and be like, I'm safe. They can go on this trip and I will be safe. They can be friends with this person and I will be safe. The partner's still there. The partner's still there. Mind you, I'm in a very safe, committed relationship. So, you know, making sure you have the right partner to explore this with is also very important. Um, but after doing that time and time again and taking all of my fears to my journal and my DI instead of to my partner, I was able to really create a shift. And now, I mean, you know, he goes travels for work and I'm like, great. I have the place to myself. This is fantastic. I was never that person. So to me, that's just such a personal, huge win. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to what you said initially, that there's nothing bad with wanting and manifesting material things, but then when you do this work, I feel like you get to a certain level when you said again, that you may want this mention again, nothing is wrong with it, but there is this like idea of like, you just want certain feelings and how you feel in life, you know, and then you open the door to idea, whatever it, it brings, like whatever it actually means, like, right. If safety means, uh, you know, the most important uh, uh, aspect of safety for you, safe relationship, then you get safe relationship. And maybe initially you say, you think that it's a mansion with video cameras, you know, that will give me <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that's that's so interesting um and you manifested chair lately it's so it's so oh, yes. difficult to get information about you because i feel like when i was preparing for our conversation there's like bits and pieces in every episode of you <laughs> i was like oh my god i was jumping <laughs> jumping around Aww. to stop you yes. a little bit more um listen back those episodes uh, but yes. you got this chair, and I think I, I would wanted to bring this chair idea to kind of show the process of manifestation, right? So you have yeah. chair that you really want. Can you can you share this story with us? Yeah. So I also say this too. I think when people are intrigued by any sort of manifestation work, they have an intention of what they want to come in and do. So if they want to come in and get a material item, go for it. Do it, put it on your list, enjoy it. I came in with wanting to heal emotional issues, like, you know, partner, that was very clear to me. So I think you have to also get really um, intentional connected to your soul and knowing what you're coming in for. And then once you manifest the things, you can be like, cool, now what? Like, let's play with this a little bit. This is fun. You know, like now I know I can manifest these big things. How do I manifest these other things? So this brought me to this chair. <laughs> I am obsessed with interior design. I love interior design and I'm very much an intentional purchaser of items. So I'll get one piece, I'll live with it a bit. I'm like, okay, do I like it? You know, whatever. Uh, okay, how do we build on and add another piece and add another piece? So I typically am very, very good at manifesting furniture for free. Whether like someone is like, I want to gift you this, you know, amazing piece, or I'm getting rid of this dining set or whatever it is, Facebook marketplace, or our neighbors in our building are getting rid of their coffee table. And it was the exact one I was just looking at online, like 
crazy, crazy kismet stuff. So basically you have in mind something, you're like, I want a coffee table and you start mm-hmm. looking for it and then it shows up for free some yeah. that way. Okay. Yes. And, and part of the reason that um, they show up so quickly and so easily to me is because I'm very expanded in that. So I've seen to believe through trial and error that these things just come in like that. P- there's yourself. A, yeah, there's there's a portal open where I know that I'm definitely gonna grab the thing for free, you know, whatever it is. But what I wasn't super expanded in was getting these big ticket items and actually paying for them myself. That was a little bit harder. So I was like, okay, there's this, it was like a white snow vocal chair. And it was so very, cute, by the way. I very, see it all. <laughs> it's very popular chair. They have one by Gwyneth Paltrow at CBD. That's like a thousand dollars. And I didn't actually like that one as much. I liked a different brand that was a little bit cheaper. I was like, this is what I'm going to manifest and I want to pay for it, but I just want to pay somewhat of a discount for it. I want it to be enough where I'm like, wow, this is a great deal. Like I know the universe was gifting this to me. I'm in communication with the universe. I'm calling this in. And so I was, you know, doing our, we have a prosperity DI, which basically shows you're in worth, you're in flow. Like you can spend large amounts of money on things and money can come back in working through our money workshop. Um, And I would really listen. We have this thing called pings, which is like the little intuitive hits that come to your mind, you know, it's that, that inner call of your gut to say, go to that coffee shop or, you know, return that item. You didn't really like it or whatever it is. You really, you know, lean into those hits of intuition. So I got one that was like, check Facebook marketplace. And I was like, all right. And I get on there and there was a, um, a rocking chair of the same material, the vocal material, and it was like $40. And I was like, whoa, but it's not my whole list. I wanted the swivel chair with the arm and all of that. So in the past, I would have maybe settled and been like, oh, it's a steal. Great, let's get it. But it wouldn't have been everything that I wanted. It so would have been settling. And then I saw someone have the Gwyneth chair on Facebook Marketplace. And they had it discounted a little bit, but I didn't want that chair that even though it's really, really close, really close shape and size, it wasn't the one that I wanted. So I'm like, okay. So I start, and this is a, this is a fun hack that, you know, I added in to prime my subconscious. So you know how, when you're looking at things online, you start getting fed more ads for it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's so creepy, but I use it to my advantage. I was like, I know if I look up this item, they're going to start showing me little images of it, you know, on websites I browse and whatever, which wound up happening. So now I'm seeing this chair <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, okay, it's on that webpage. It's on this webpage. Like I'm surrounded by this chair. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Now that it feels like, closer in my sphere I'm seeing it it's it's more in my subconscious that I'm like can have this around okay great and that really wasn't like cracking the code it still wasn't coming through so then from the website I ordered from um they have swatches of the material of the chairs so I ordered the swatch of like the kind of uh material I wanted and you have to check out like you're paying for it 
So it felt like I purchased an item from this store. So I was like, cool, great. I have a delivery from this store. And so now I'm starting to expand myself to see, yeah, look, I bought something from this store. Like this is how I'm starting to expand a little bit. starting to unblock a little bit. Then I found a few friends that got almost identical chairs and they're, you know, making around the same amount of money as me. And they must've spent a good amount on the chair. And I was like, got it. If they can have that chair at how much that they make, I can definitely have this chair. So I was at my desk and um, I think we recorded a podcast and I was feeling really good about it. And I let go of a timeline or anything that I needed it by. And I got a really strong ping to check Facebook marketplace again. And I was like, all right, I mean, I already I've checked this place the exact chair, brand new, they had like desk inventory or something from the company. This guy had one chair left. Um, and, oh, did you freeze? Am I still there? I, I can hear you. Oh. You're freezing sometimes, oh, okay. but we can hear each other. It's just video. Okay, perfect, perfect. Cool. Um, so this guy had the chair. He's like, we have one. He's like, it's first come first serve. And just letting you know, there's 44 people on the wait list. Like if you get to my warehouse, you know, first it's yours. And it was a hundred dollars off. So I was like, that's the discount I was looking for. This is the chair it's happening. And I grabbed my partner. I was like, Daniel, we're going out to the Valley and (laughs) sprinted out to the Valley. And driving out there, I was like, he's like, what if you don't get it? Like, what if someone else is there? I was like, no, I know that the chair is mine. And I get out there and I grab the chair and he was, and it was available and it was mine, paid him for it, all of that stuff. And um, he's like, I don't even know where you came from because I had another version of this chair last night and it got snatched up like so quickly. uh, And all of the people who wanted the chair yesterday were on the wait list. And so the waitlist today was so long. The second it went live, I messaged all of those people again. Like you came out of nowhere and just grabbed it. And I was like, oh yeah, I manifested it. And he's like this big guy. And he's like, oh, okay, sure lady, whatever you say. Like, <laughs> um, but I was so thrilled. And when the manifestation came through, and this is a good note for anyone out there, when they find like that thing that they're connecting with, it feels like ease and utter knowing. Like you're just so deserving. Like when that came up on the screen, I was like, this is like, there was no fear, you know? And yes, I'm talking about a chair. It's very silly little item. But that's why I brought it in because it's just such a clear and very simple. Sometimes I love simplicity. A simple example of how manifestation works. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody can say it's, it's just a chair, but it just shows you how you have to have this belief and self-worth that you can get what you want you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there's one question that pops me up so how is that work with manifestation and patience because Mm. with this chair like for what what I struggle with and now I just sometimes tell myself it's like remember the chair story yeah you have this patience because sometimes I'm just like oh my god I just want to have it you know and it's like it's maybe not perfect especially with smaller items with the yes. bigger items I will wait but with the smaller sometimes I'm just impatient is mm-hmm. it impatience or what is it like so this is actually I love that you brought this up because there was a small point during the chair manifestation where 
I just, I felt the same way. I was like, I just want the freaking chair. Yeah. Like I want to sit in it. I want to drink my coffee. I want to stare at the window and watch the sunsets. I was like, I just want, like, I was like craving it, like almost, um, like that energy of like, I have to have it now. Desperation. <laughs> yeah, total And that's the wrong energy again. Yes. So I went into a DI. I was like, what is the chair representing? What am I, why am I craving this thing? What am I not giving myself? What is going on? In this moment, right? Yes. yes. It's usually just the moment of this craving and, and desperation. Exactly. So I, I went into a deep imagining meditation and I was like, what's going on? Like, what are we, what are we really needing here? Cause it's not about this chair. We don't need anything. So what do I really, what emotionally am I needing support in right now? And I wanted a place to disconnect in my home, a place to, you know, meditate and regroup a place that felt calm and easeful. And like that little nook in my apartment felt like I could see the sunset, the sun comes in indoor, outdoor, whatever. I was like, great, let's put a meditation pillow in the corner for now and start sitting in that corner and doing those things. And you know what? That desperation started to dissipate because I was giving myself exactly what I was craving from the chair. You know, I was giving myself that, okay, I'm, I, I have disconnection time. I have self-care time. That's what I was really craving. So then when that, that need for that emotional thing to be fulfilled, the chair came in probably a week later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's such an important piece of you don't actually need any of the things. Emotionally, you're hoping it'll help you with something. And so if you can give yourself whatever you're hoping for emotionally, then the item can just connect with you whenever it's meant to. And you don't have to have such rigidity and like how and when it comes through. Yeah, I really wanted to bring this example because it, again, it's such a beautiful on, uh, one on showing like, okay, it, it's a material item. It's a higher price item, but why do you want it? You said, you know, I want to have this. Uh, mm-hmm. It's important for me because creating a beautiful space is important for me. It's a pleasure for my eye and, and for my aesthetics. Mm-hmm. I want to have this peaceful place. So like, what is the intention? It's not like I want to have because everybody else have this you know, beautiful chair and this will show my status. No, it's, it's uh, your uh, internal needs. Then going through this process and having this test, uh, what, uh, uh, you know, come things coming through, but not fully being the, the way you want it, but you really stick to, I am worth it. And I, I want what I want and I am not going to compromise, you know, I yes. think, I love this example. So. <laughs> I mean, and, and people listening too, like you can apply this to calling. Uh, we see this so many times when people are calling a partner, it's almost everything on their list. They're, you know, saying all the right things, doing all the right things. There's a small red flag that they're missing, or it's a really large component of what they wanted in a partner. And this person is not exhibiting that. And they're like, well, whatever, it feels so good. I'm just going to date them anyways if you can hold out and trust that you are worth getting all of your needs met through this relationship and whatever you're calling in i promise you that person will come through um people don't find their dream partners uh 
because they settle most of the time. That's the one of the main reasons is because people, it's really hard to sit with that like steadfastness and trust and inner deservingness with themselves. Um, but if you wind up dating the person that's not everything on your list, run into the fire, learn some lessons, enjoy it, and then you'll know what you want on the other side. Yeah, always learning something, right? Yes. Um, when you were talking about the chair, can we, we're like, <laughs> our podcast will talk about chair, but again, it's such a good example. I love it. Because I was thinking lately about like my bigger manifestation and, um, you know, the house we are in right now, it was such an interesting one because it just happened so quick. And I want to know what you think about it, because there was no even negotiation. Like I, Mm. I stated what I wanted, like I want a garden, I want to be close to the lake, I want to have three bedrooms and uh, be a little vintage but modern a garden of course whatever everything came through but there was no even negotiation in me it was just like it has to happen it will happen and I was just wondering like uh, like how can I achieve that state of like there wasn't even uh, just like a question of deservingness you know it's just like mm-hmm. it's it's mine and it's yep. Uh, and it, it's going to happen because it, it has to because it, it's not even again it's not the matter of deservingness this this just mm-hmm. has to happen for me mm-hmm. and I was just so, like trying to debunk it and I was like never happened to me before and I wasn't even thinking oh my god no I compromised because I said close to the lake and it is 10 minutes from the lake I didn't say five minutes I didn't say walking distance it's still close for universe. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you could be in suburbs 35 minutes from the lake. Yeah. Plus, you know what I mean? So it's my fault. I wasn't more specific. But again, like I wanted the banker and ask you, what do you think about it? Like why, um, yeah, why the, 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 there's this like moment of like no negotiation. And sometimes we go back to think if we deserve that if it will happen because of the old programming like mm-hmm. how does it is, is that what, how it works yeah okay so when we're manifesting things three things have to be in play we have to be expanded enough see to believe that we can do it someone like us can do it we are witnessing physically wow okay this is possible um dr tara our neuroscience and psychology advisor always brings up the story of david bannister how no one had run a four minute mile they didn't think it was possible and then david bannister ran the first four minute mile and then right after hundreds of people started breaking the four minute mile as humans we need to see it as possible in order for us to believe that we can actually get it um Obviously, there are some people that carve their own niche and create new pathways and they're incredible manifestors. But for a lot of us, we really need those examples in front of us. So even if it's like elements, it's not exactly just to know that, you know, this person can go out and get what they want in a home. Okay, I can too. So you're an expander for someone else looking to get a home. The other component that we really need to have is unblocked. So all of those neural pathways I talked about as a child, we need to have um, all of the examples that told us we couldn't have those things kind of questioned. And then we need to imprint them with, yes, maybe we didn't feel like it was possible for us then, but this is how it's possible now and start reprogramming all of those things. 
And then we need to take aligned action and pass tests, say no to the things, no settling, all of that stuff. So those three things all need to be in play. So for you at the house, what was your relationship with two homes throughout your life? Were you able to get apartments easily? Did you find the spots you wanted? What was that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, it's not like you ever had a really difficult time finding a home or an apartment. It just came pretty easily. Yes. And there was even one time that my, I thought my husband going to kill me. It's like, I, we went to sign up a, a lease for the apartment several years ago. And literally on the way, I was like, nope nope this is not it this is not it and then literally a week later we found like a beautiful perfect one so i'm thinking that was such a good one that like a paying expansion of like saying no because you feel like something is not 100 percent. it was even before i started the work yeah but overall super easy so your trust muscle is super strong when it comes to manifesting just like mine is really strong when it comes to manifesting free items now how was your home like what does home life represent to you is that security is that or is it a a version of self-expression like how does that filter in with your authentic code um it's it's a it's comfort certain level of freedom Mm, yeah and how did comfort and freedom present to you as a child do you feel like you had those things met? And then how did that relate to sort of like a childhood home? Um, were you guys, did you guys struggle for homes growing up or did you kind of have like a very secure home base or did you move a lot? And when you moved, it was pretty easeful. Like how did, was that dynamic? So I, we had a home and we used to have it in Warsaw. That was, a. I moved in when I was six. But before that, which you said that are this formative years, um, we moved and the situation wasn't that clear. You know, we were in a one house, you know, it was communistic Poland. So it was crazy yeah. to even get a house. It was just, we waited years and years. So my parents waited years and years. And yeah, we, we got one apartment from the family. Then we moved somewhere else. Then we had to move because we finally got the one, you know, the final one and, and there was that so it's interesting because it wasn't that clear but it never was a consideration of mine in the material like like almost more like my parents and my brother Mm. kind of thing you know it never was so it sounds like you weren't really attributing the the comfort and the freedom or the the home feeling to your houses it was more with your family yeah so because your needs were met, because you were with your family at all of these places, now your pathway of like, oh, well, home is easy to tap into. It's easy to get because I was able to be with them and I was able to see them. And I also wonder, um, because you had to wait so long to get that one home in Poland, given the restrictions from the government, if once you got it, that became an expander too. So of, oh, oh if you good one. really want this like impossible thing, you can have it. Like you can get it. My parents did it. And in this really strict government, we were able to do it. So now that teaches you, okay, well, if they could do it in Poland, I sure as hell can do it here. You know, so it's kind of opening an expansion mm-hmm. of what's possible. 
So that's likely why you're in such deservingness with it. And also as an adult, you know, like you said, you're passing tests, you were saying no to the place that didn't feel aligned. Like you're just in complete trust and alignment um, with that item. That is, isn't it just interesting? Like in certain areas, we are just so, it becomes so easy, right? And a certain mm-hmm. area so block, again, all this childhood stories. <laughs> is there I, anything I, interesting on your list now that you want to share? Manifestation list. list. Um, so maybe see. we can then stack you on the Instagram. And I know. And see <laughs> you how brought it in. So, um, my boyfriend and I just celebrated our five-year anniversary to take like a big trip coming up at some point this year um so we wrote a list for that wanting to be in nature wanting to be you know outside in the sun and really present and um go out to a nice dinner things like that pretty like simple stuff but there's a certain energy when you travel where you're like wow this feels like right this feels good so I'm calling in sort of that energy and then I'm also calling in I got this ping the other night because I always manifest one big item, let's say for my home. Like I was manifesting the chair and I was like, what if we just say we want to up-level the whole space? Like I feel like I'm on this sort of up-level piece. I'm really playing with getting rid of any lack mentality, moving towards abundance. And part of that is I have to get more comfortable spending more money um, which is something I've always been like, save, 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 you know, you have to protect it. You know, you never know what can happen. You never know when you need it. And I'm like, you know, as you do the money work or start looking at some of those blocks, you're like, oh, that's all fear. And those are all limiting beliefs. That's all lack. If I was hoarding all of my money, then, you know, I'm waiting for a rainy day for something bad to happen. What about my whole life in between? Am I just supposed to be miserable waiting? So I'm like, okay, how can I use my money for things that light me up, bring me joy? Um, and so I wrote all of these things I wanted to manifest and sort of up-level my, my current space. And I also got the ping that um, once I was able to do that, then I'll be ready to like move into a, a bigger space. Because I'm right now I'm like, we're very happy in our, in our home, but I know I can like feel it's going to Lingering. be a bigger space. Yeah. In the next few years. Um, so I feel like this is kind of setting the stage for that next level. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see it happen. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. Um, oh my God, something was popping up for me when you were talking and I'm just lately just trying to, trying to still stay present with my guests because I tend to do it. I'm just like, somebody's talking and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. I need to ask this. And I was like, no, 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 I have to listen because I'm here now. <laughs> and then this other thing is, um, uh, but I love again about the, what you said about trip, uh, tapping into this idea of like not wanting specific, like like obviously there is a specific as you are very um aesthetic uh, focus and visual person obviously there are some things of that but also this feeling like how you want to feel uh, i mean the the trip the yeah like right i want to have the hotel that will be i don't know boutique hotel or mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. but but also like how i want to feel that i love that um i love that, that idea of like manifesting the feeling Yeah. And I think too, like when people are manifesting things, you know, you can put down all the 
specifications. And if that feels aligned for you, great. Like I could have written like, you know, they have a comfy robe with slippers and soft sheets. You know, I could, I could go into detail with that, but why do I want those things? I want those things because I want to feel taken care of and comforted and relaxed. You know, I want to have this feeling of ease and enjoyment and, um, it's been a crazy year and year and a half now. Um, so I want to really have that disconnection. And so if that's my goal, I'm going to have that on there and then let everything else kind of be up to the universe, like allow a little magic and spontaneity to work its way in. And you'd be surprised you might get something better than you even anticipated. Yeah, just let it go. Let it flow. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so good. I think with the bunker hall manifestation thing, I, I think it's just such a, you know, beautiful idea of like, you know, a spirituality moves to the different level now, you know, again, I don't have anything against any religion. I believe in all of them on some level. I think there's just this gigantic potential in, in a, a, us as individuals that we are tapping in. And I think it's just such a um, beautiful way to heal and, and, and just have the life you really want to, you know, but there's work to do. We need to go back and, and, and do some work there. Okay, so there's one last question that I always ask because I love to um, learn from others and share with others what I learned, like all this podcast about that, but specific things like tangible items, apps, programs that help you just get every day we're obsessed with. I always bring the idea of Evernote, which is my second brain. I can't live without that app. Uh, but anything or something that inspires you, anything that pops for you, like a book, podcast, like anything you want to mm. share that is interesting and maybe interesting to others. I always found it so incredibly, you know, before just sharing such interesting things that uh, I learned from. So is there anything there you want to bring Yeah. Up? So um, I shared this on a podcast a while ago and someone asked me about it and I realized I haven't been using it in a minute and I brought it back into my um, routine, but there's this computer app called Ohm Writer, um, O-M Writer, and it's pretty cheap. It's like five bucks or something, one time fee or 10 bucks maybe. Um, but essentially what it does is it gives you the entire computer screen. And so it's all blank. And then you have a little text note in the center of it. And so there's no distractions. A lot of times when we're writing on our computers on things, uh, there's all these other screens. And even on like, you know, Google Docs, you have a bar at the top in lines and this, and there's so much going on. And if you want to just get that creative writing out or, you know, mind dump or journaling or any of that, it's so relaxing. It has like keyboard sounds with it if you want. It has like uh, ocean sounds if you want in the background and they have really relaxing background things it's amazing so I really recommend that Ohm writer so you basically focus the focus is only on what you are writing everything mm-hmm. else is covered right yep yeah oh yeah I and never heard of it you see it's, <laughs> it's just like it's great it's great I really recommend it so interesting I will definitely link it Jessica, thank you so much. I'm, I'm again, so excited to have you here. My expander podcast host, favorite podcast host, cannot wait. Last episode about money was so Mm. good. Oh, I know what I want to say. I know what I want to say. Because when you said about doing a money workshop, which is so interesting, Mm. 
And, you know, we think that we are going to manifest thing and then we want to manifest something else. But also as we do this work, other things pop up for us. And it was just so interesting for me that I, when I did it first time, I got, you know, this initial idea of my relationship with money and where things come from. But when I went do it, did it the second time, I discovered like so much more details, like, I was blown away like how I how my little self tied money to specific events to specific situation how my parents represent two different opposite relationship with money and how I manifest my adult life it's just uh, mind-blowing you know when we think oh we we just do workshop one time and and that's why I'm in a pathway because I feel like it's just ongoing like you know healing and and growing it's all going journey so that's what was popping up about when you said that the money workshop it's just it's just mind blowing when you do it again go back there and just dig a little more how much more uh, there is and and we need to un- unblock it and de- deta- untangle it all yes yes i think it's so important to go back and you know follow your intuition on what you're feeling but as we sort of up level and clear some of those blocks and manifest the things we want in life we're never there and everything's perfect and we can never do you know i think the beautiful part of of the human experience is that we continually have other things to look at and examine and um it's like this dance with the universe and so you know when i first did money i was focused mostly on my mother's relationship with money i've gone back in and did my father's relationship with money you know you could go back in and see friends and peers relationship with money. And so like, there's so many layers to it. And each time there's more clarity, you learn so much about yourself and why you're doing the things you do. And um, yeah, you just can really be your biggest supporter when you start uncovering all of these things too. Yeah, love that. Thank you, Jessica, so much. I so appreciate your time and uh, sharing all your stories and that we spent half of episode talking about you. Yes. <laughs> I love it. No, uh, it's just like such a good example. It's really yes. clear and simple, you know? I'm glad. Yes. Again. 